looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album versus Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Bowl. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for Those Who Love Politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido. Extradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast. And the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcast and the Laughcast. So check out RatsoundReview.com or search RatsoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. I got some stories about my West Virginia grandma. We could do a whole fucking show about her. <laughs> that sounds really fun, actually. The West Virginia her, grandma podcast. Right. Tying her alcoholic husband up in the shed for three days in their shit in his pants. <laughs> I'll never do it again. I swear. Let me out. Give us that story, because let me have like a little intro. The, the, the title show. of that episode that could, oh, that could be this own. month. It could be worst Easter ever since he was tied up for three days. <laughs> oh man! Oh yeah! Don't come home drunk. Don't come home drunk, kids. <laughs> Don't be kicking the dog and acting up because my granny would tie you up and put you in the shed for days. <laughs> and he'd be asking his sons, Danny, Davey, come on, let your old paw out. Let me out. And they knew they had the fear of God in them. They weren't going to touch that lock. <laughs> Hell no. Anyway, yes, I have a very uh, interesting life. Yes. Called hard Sounds street like justice. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not nearly as badass as grandma was, but you know, I try. She's got to be frozen like that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 
Remember shows? Yeah. yeah. No, um, fucking uh, somebody in uh, Tracy's uh, the building, the uh, retirement home she works in has it now. And I'm like, oh great. My, my friend just went through it. He had it for like 18 days, Ooh. and he's finally just starting to feel better. He never got tested or anything because he really couldn't. He, told him to go to a hospital and, and everybody at that hospital is, is pretty much dying so he's like I'm not going there I'll just yeah. well that's the funny thing about here they're like go get tested but there's no tests it's there's, yeah there's no test and there's no cure so why are you going to get tested honestly really it's like the old joke you can't get there from here right. Right. And, and then the sad thing is my friend one of his friends ends up dying from it so I have you a know. few friends of friends. I got a friend whose cousin died. I got a friend whose brother died. I have a friend whose husband is in the ICU intubated in a coma. But I let her know about Will Carroll from Death Angel. You, you know, that yeah. he, he was in a, 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 a coma for 12 days uh, on a ventilator and he lived to tell the tale. So it can happen. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, tell my friend Leanne, don't give up hope. It's her, it's her ex-husband, father of her children. So Giving her a shout out. That's right. Don't give up, Leanne. He pulled through. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, today, Lisa, we're having you on the show again. This is like the third time. This is so fun. I know, right? You might as well just be a regular. If we never go back to real life, we might as well just stay on the show. (laughs) All right. I'm uh, in. We'll talk about your album real quick. White Chrome.
Crone. Everybody, yes. please go Thank buy this you. album. Thank you. Very you will much like this album. You, you will, will tell like. a friend. It's, it's uh, old school. Yeah. Good shit. Vinny Apice is on this album. Um, you did a cover of a, um, a Venom song, The Seven Amen. Gates of Hell. And uh, if you like Merciful Fate, Judas uh, Priest, all that, you know, 80s really cool stuff, you would like this album. And where could people go buy your album at, Lisa? You can find it at whitecrone.bandcamp.com. You can also find it at musicmillennium.com. And it's Amazon, iTunes, Spotify. Please add me on Spotify. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's just youtube.com slash whitecrone. So please, let's all subscribe to each other's channels. You follow me on Twitter, funny enough. I done did. Yep. Of course. And where, what is your Twitter handle? It's just White Crone, right? At For White me, Crone. White Crone. At, yes, at White Crone. C-R-O-N-E. It's not Chrome like the metal. It's Crone <laughs> like I'm fucking old. See, everybody could see it and there. That's, White Crone. And that's right. why. Yes, and that's why it sounds old school, because I am the unfrozen cave woman of metal. <laughs> and there is Lisa on the you back of the album both. With your... <laughs> Your bass and your guitar, right? Cool. Yes. My six string bass and my seven string guitar. Yeah. Good shit. Go uh, buy I it. like lots of strings. Yeah. But uh, we had you on the show and we told you to pick two albums that you really wanted to do. And you I like picked your taste. Anthrax and Exodus. <laughs> oh, yeah. The debut albums of both bands. That's right. Why? Well, because hey. they were. Hey, Wayne. Mine are no, bigger. Okay. Uh, I've got more of them mine were cassettes so they sounded like crap oh god (laughs) bigger versions of the ugliest album covers ever (laughs) oh yeah Yeah. and will you notice hold up the anthrax cover will you notice that both hands are left hands (laughs) yep (laughs) oh yeah the other hand on the top I don't know yeah, that's... God, oh, that's yeah. shit. I love it. Oh yeah, but you know what? And then the I, fingernails I, I, on the no. evil twin. Oh. <laughs> and the fucking blanket oh, they're pulling yeah, out yeah. of the background. The, the, yeah, the, the blanket, and they look like like miniature, like little 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 tiny, you know, things. I like, like that one. It's a huge blanket. It's, it's corny. <laughs> it is corny. I don't that's know. The, the one they have on know? the baseball tee is the best one. The one where it's the silhouette like of the band one, with the blood down on them. Oh yeah, yes, I, it's I, so it, bad it's good. Right, the Exodus it's... one is the best one out of all of them, even though it's very oh, yeah. wrong. Oh, it's cheesy, <laughs> but I love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I it mean, I picked them because the yeah, they were part of my life. I mean, I was, you know, like I said, I'm old, and I was, I wasn't in the Bay Area, but I was in Portland, and I was a very young crazy kid in the mosh pit i was like the 13 year old kid that you know hey pick her up she flies they struggled not to tell (laughs) (laughs) i'm the one they couldn't keep out of the mosh pit so i mean these bands would come up and they'd come through and they'd come through town and so i got to see exodus at that time i got to see exodus live with paul uh, on vocals i got to see anthrax early on when they came over to the west coast and uh, nobody fucking knew who they were, you know. So, you know, I was blessed to, to, you know, to mosh to these bands live and and to hear these albums when they were first coming out, when they first came out. And like, hey, check this new band out. You know, I was back in the I'm day told. when we were trying to figure out 
how to pronounce Metallica because we were like, is it Metallica? Everyone's walking around sounding like a Ukrainian. <laughs> Metallica? <laughs> Dial tone, telephone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, good God, that was the ages. So I just love these records. I still love these records. I actually didn't follow either band that much after these records. Uh, yeah, I, I saw, I did see Anthrax. I followed Anthrax a bit more because uh, I did see Anthrax with um, um, Public Enemy. Oh, that's that, cool. Oh, cool. That was nuts, man. That was nuts. So, you know. Uh, but it was these two records, man. I just, they, well, they weren't records. I had cassette tapes of these albums. And they probably, they, I mean, I hear them now. I'm like, I didn't know that guitar part was in there because cassette tapes are just so crap quality. You right. know, and they've been lost to time. I don't, I don't know, know why the hell people miss cassettes. It, I it's beyond me. They it was easy to make a compilation. Pencil. <laughs> yeah, like, not only does the sound suck they're incredibly inconvenient outside of portability because if yeah. they break you like they break it's fucking hell yeah. for no reason i remember tapes yeah I yeah and you're the tapes now i'm afraid to even put them in a player because god right. they break you know yeah. it's like right. never all i have are weird l tapes though <laughs> and like monty python <laughs> Was back in the day, man. We do just share tapes. We'd all, mm. you know, and we in the back of the magazines. You'd say, you know, you'd be bootlegs and 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 shits, and we we'd mail order tapes and send them to each other in the mail, and yeah, you know, discover new bands that way, get you know European bands and stuff that way. So yeah, so there's something nostalgic about it. But yeah, when you're like, let's listen to the third song, you're like. Fast forward here. I remember all of that. <laughs> I was raised with a lot of 80s, like media and technology. So it's, I remember Get tapes. I remember all that. You're only 20 yep. years old. You don't you I know, really. I remember using I that know you stuff. remember it, but. Because they all had outdated stuff. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like, oh, okay, boomer. Yeah, that's, that's all he, he calls me boomer all the time. I call Wayne Boomer because he's lame and likes power metal. <laughs> I like power metal. I'm just fucking with you. I'm in Splintered Throne, which is another I'm really. Good... My... Yes, I have nothing against power metal. It's just kind I'm of dorky. Oh, I do. How much time you got? <laughs> Man of War. Bomb Man of War is, is like. Manowar is like 60s Batman equivalent of metal. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I love it. I can't believe they had like the the tone deafness to call Bathory gay. Like, those guys just <laughs> came out those guys came out in loincloths on stage. It's ridiculous. They look like Chippendale dancers. The manliest band ever. Yeah. Don't Looks like jealous. a porno version of Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. The play- Springfield's play gay steam melt. Yeah, the play- <laughs> The playgirl version. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm good with it. Robin Alfred, I'm good. I love that good. Peter Steele posed for Playgirl thinking that women actually read that magazine. Oh, and then all he would <laughs> then he had to clarify that he's not gay. 
Well, yeah, his interview about that was actually pretty interesting. I always thought he was like, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's nothing about uh, the fact that they're gay. It's how goddamn aggressive and annoying and stalkerish they all are. It's like, dude, I'm not gay. Leave me alone. And he, he's, he's like, I'm just tired of talking about it. Man, dollar make you holler. That's all. Yeah, he was a great interviewee. Oh, what, man. what album do we want to start with? Uh, uh, you pick. What do you want to start with? Uh, Exodus. We'll Exodus. Oh, I guys... wanted to say Best for Last. I am. Anthrax. Oh. <laughs> what are we starting with? Are we starting with Exodus? Exodus. Bonded by, bond, okay, bonded yeah, by blood. Bonded by blood. Exodus. Bonded by blood. Oh, fucking yeah. hell. This album actually came out about a year after Fistful. So it's kind of interesting because, you know, there was the Bay Area thrash scene. I don't know. You guys see that movie? Did you see that movie? Murder in the Front know. Row? Yeah. No, it was only four months limited. after. I've got it pulled up right here. Oh, it was okay because I thought it was Bonded was April of '85. No, '84. Fist- no, Bonded no. by Blood came I out in '85. I got it up right it here. It was released. That's when it was recorded. That's not when it was released. Yep. April twenty fifth, nineteen eighty five. Nineteen eighty five. Oh yeah, that yeah. I see. Why they recorded so fucking high ass. So it's pretty. <laughs> Pretty close in time, you know. Yeah, but that record just... I don't know how you want to go about this. I mean, do you want to want to talk about the songs on the record? Or do you want to talk just about... Talk about the album in general. This is usually shorter, so... Yeah, you know, it, it was... It was... You know, it had that punk influence in a lot of ways. It had that raw, like, motorhead influence and venom. It was just, you know, in blues terms... We would say it's greasy. It's a greasy record. It's raw. Paul was not a good singer, but he no. was a killer frontman. He was a killer frontman, and you just you just believed him, even when the lyrics were like really dumb. You know, I think he I, sold I, that. I, I got. I think I got some of the some of the lyrics like. Uh, and then it was way like way pre me too, man. I mean, this is like <laughs> oh yeah, get on our way. We're going to take to your life, your life, kick in your face, and rape, we'll rape and murder, and murder your, wife. your wife. Like, <laughs> <laughs> inspirational. I've written lyrics like that. Yeah, it's just. I've got an entire song called life. "Fuck Kill Destroy." There you go. See, you know, and that's it's just a sing along. Happy feeling, you know. I love, and then there were none. I love that song because everybody, whoa, 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 and you just pound your fist and sing along. And the mosh pits for that band were just insane. People were being harmed, you know. (laughs) That's Exodus being harmed. You know, if somebody came in there with like a rat T-shirt. Yeah. Oh, yes. They'd probably die. You know, if a guy came in with like makeup and hairspray, it was like tearing his clothes off, you know? So it it was, yeah, it was, it was, they were part of this real hardcore scene. And I just love the, I love the album. I love the songs. Uh, A Lesson in Violence. Actually, 
And that's oh uh, yeah. The album itself, I was listening to it again, and I was noticing that it really doesn't rash <laughs> right, for a yes. while mm-hmm. until like the solo section of and then there were none. Mm-hmm. It's more like boom ba boom ba ba boom boom ba dam boom ba dam more like medium tempo and right. then and then like there's a it's like oh there's a thrash you know yeah so I don't it's, know. It's, the title track yeah, I feel is very thrashy uh, it, I I hear what Lisa's saying though because that was one thing I thought too it's got more in common with like traditional heavy metal on the first right. song yeah. it yeah. kind of reminds me of Whiplash is what it reminds me of yeah 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 yeah. Whiplash, but, but it also, you know, kind of in the same group that, like, Stand Up and Shout would be as right. far as album yeah. openers go. Mm-hmm. Right, but Stand Up and Shout doesn't have, like, a chug pattern like that. You know what else I noticed, too, it, on the... Uh, that, yeah, that's more technical so, than I... <laughs> on, on, that, on the first song, Binded by Blood, the guitar solo sounds a lot like uh, something Kirk Hammett would have done. I wonder if they totally. used it. Yeah. Maybe. Sounds exactly like a Kirk Hammer. I wish they put Hell's Breath on this album originally. I fucking love that song. I never heard it. Yeah. When you work with somebody for so long and and a solo becomes like part of the song. You know, where were you you know, I'm working with Splinter Throne. There's my advertising, Splinter Throne. So I'm working with them and we're writing a new album. And, and you know, we had a, a change of personnel and a guitar right. player is on friendly terms. He split and we got a new guitar player, but there's a couple of, you know, solos and things that he added that, you know, we're when we perform, man, we're going to we're going to do those solos because, you know, they're great. They're you know, part of the song. Right? Solo, he, he yeah. They're part of the song. Yeah. So I, I bet you're right. I bet Kirk Hammett. Like, I don't know. Some of that shit. I, I always heard that Kirk wrote none of that. It was all Gary. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they wrote something is one thing, but if they wrote a Um, a solo, you know, they like, I don't know. A lot of times people like, some people just improvise. And some people like, like, that's what I do. I just write a solo. Mm -hmm. Kirk doesn't claim to have written anything on it either, though, is the weird part. Well, it's not far as like written, but like he since he was like in the beginnings of Exodus, so oh, I'm yeah. sure I'm sure Bonded by Blood was yeah, somewhere sure when he was Gary. right. Well, so I know the solo had I to know, be already written or something. Yeah, I know part of the reason it got delayed though was actually um, they originally recorded Impaler for this album, and it was supposed to be anywhere, <laughs> but Kurt took that riff with him, and Metallica turned it into Trapped Under Ice, and. Yeah. Ride the Lightning had come out like just before they were finished recording Bonded by Blood, which was called A Lesson in Violence at the time, yeah. actually. Huh. A, I don't know. I fucking yeah, love Trapped Under Ice. Yeah, a great album came out that time. Well, so many great albums oh, around yeah. that time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, re- I really think it, it hurt them in the long run um, that the release of this was delayed so long. Oh yeah, I it think if it was, it came out on time. Well, I don't know about that. I think Either that held in a higher influential regard. No, Mm-mm. I don't think Exodus has ever been that good I to be top of the heap. To but this is a this is a really good record, though. 
It's a definitely must- very influential. It's a must yeah. own. You can see where the beginnings and the building blocks of thrash come from. But uh, there's a couple songs I don't like. There's a couple songs I don't like on this. They kind of get stuck in a rut, and the only interesting parts will be like the solo breaks. But right. yeah. um, and then there were nuns, probably my favorite song. Yeah. That's a killer song. I like. I like yeah. no love. Very, uh, very uh, diamond headish, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there were none. Yeah. Yeah. Those two are like my two Angel least favorite Witch. songs on this album. Yeah, <laughs> what are your favorite similar ones? Similar to like White Witch, kind of how that song builds. Right. Up. Yeah. Right. I I just don't like the fact that it has to build up, but I love the fast parts of those songs. Well, what are your favorite songs, Nate? Oh, title track. Metal Command, Strike of the Beast, Lesson in Violence, Piranha. Oh, so pretty much the whole ec- the <laughs> Exodus. <laughs> Basically everything that aren't those two tracks and deliver us to evil. Yeah. yeah. Strike of the Beast. That is just Strike that of the Beast. Is awesome. Up, thrash. Get out of the pit. You are going to die. die. Yeah. <laughs> You think that's bad? You should see them now when they play the Toxic Waltz. That's the fucking yeah. thrash. That's the pet yeah. anthem. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's there's some things I'm small, and there's some songs when I hear I, there's some some beats, and I hear that beat, and I know I'm gonna die oh, yeah. if I don't get the fuck out of there. Now. Oh yeah. And I love Exodus's later career almost as much as I love this album. Like I yeah. think this album would be even better if they re-recorded it with like Zetro because I love Zetro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He could, can can sing. You know, what? Like, he's vicious called... like Paul, but he's confident, and he can enunciate, and he's got a really rapid fire vocal style that see, I love. See, Paul, like Lisa was saying, I feel is awesome live, but um. You really, really hear some of his limitations on this album, and it kind of hurts the songs. I mean, I didn't care when I was younger. It was raw, and that was fucking awesome. But, uh, Mm -hmm. wow, I wish he knew how to conduct himself in the studio better when they did this. (laughs) Well, he's probably doing it all fucked up on whatever he's on at the time. And they all were fucked up. And they all admitted even now. Oh, yeah, the vocals get everybody was by that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously, he didn't make it, you know. Right. He didn't make it. Whereas Zetro, yeah. all he does is smoke weed all day, so he's, <laughs> he's kind of just laid back. Like well, Willie Nelson will live to be 96. Right, here. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, what's the guy from Rolling Stones? Um, Keith Richards. Keith uh, Richards. He's still alive. I mean, come on. <laughs> Pretty yeah. fucking sure he's a Nosferatu at this point. <laughs> Gotta be. Oh, I think he's a corpse. <laughs> they're just... They... I think he's a corpse they've just wired with like electricity and they jolted to make him move. Uh, That's why Jeffrey Coombs was at that concert. He kind of moves like that. <laughs> he's an reanimator. Yeah, when I got into Exodus, Zetro was singing. It was Toxic Waltz. I mean, that was my favorite Exodus album. So. When I finally got to this uh, Bonded by Blood album, I was kind of a little thrown off because the vocals are different. I, I'm more a Zetro right. fan than I am a, a Paul. Oh, Bale yeah. Fan. Paul could not do something like yeah. Verbal Razors. 
No, he couldn't no. do that stuff. I heard but, this um, one first, actually, though. Me too. If I would feel different if I heard this first, but uh, yeah. yeah, this is like one of my least favorite albums. There are still good songs, "Bonded by Blood," and then uh, and then there were none. I love that, like we were talking before with that oh, oh thing. That's pretty cool. That makes that song, you know. Uh, a lesson in violence, metal command. I like the riffs and the solo in it the best. Yeah, yeah the yeah, riffs like are the highlight of this album. There yeah. really isn't a bad riff. No, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the the only one I think is kind of boring is Piranha. I mean, that what? song's okay, but it's it a great around it's a, like that. I love that. It's a utilitarian mosh pit song. It doesn't really yeah. have much for it, but it's got the groove and it gets your feet and it's itching real quick. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, there are so many other songs on this record I would elevate over that as far as legendary status, I mean, like Metal sure. Command or Strike of the Beast. I just, oh, a yeah. little too much emphasis put on that particular song for me. Strike of the Beast, definitely Paul's best performance on the album. Mm-hmm. That's probably the only time he does a scream and his voice doesn't crack, actually. Right. I think <laughs> of it. <laughs> And the only oh, other thing I, I don't like about his vocals on this, it's very echoey. I don't like that effect that they put on his vocals. Lisa, uh, do, I do you like remember the Ultimate Revenge show, video? Uh, the next album. When they played songs from this live at Studio 54, and he is just fucking hammered. I mean, uh, he tears it up. I, but... I, lo- I, don't, I don't know. I thought <coughs> I'd seen that a time ago. I don't know if I've seen that, man. It's probably on shit YouTube. I missed. I'm unfrozen cave woman. I'm missing Paul Bailoff is actually all right in the late 90s when they had him. Yeah. Yeah. He, came, he came back. Yeah, he yeah. probably would have kept him if he didn't die, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they were going to. They were going to put out an album with him. Right. Yeah. And then it's we got mess. Zetro for an album, and Tempo of the Damned is such a fucking great album, yeah, especially in 2000s thrash. Yeah. Why did you give up on, on uh, Exodus so fast, Lisa? Um, I think it was because I was a burgeoning vocalist and bass player. So I started, I, and like you said, you know, maybe it's the vocals. I mean, for me, some bands were like, they were like mosh pit bands. And these are bands that I want to go see. And there are other bands that are like, I want to listen to them. I want to play along with them. So I really started listening more to uh maiden with bruce dickinson and dio and you know uh you know singing mm. i was right. really into man of war i was really into man of war i was really into eric adams oh, and singing along and playing along with all that shit so oh yeah so that's that's the main thing is 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 it's just what what was i focusing on playing and and singing you listen and to so Forbidden? That's why I kind of went to that. Forbidden? Yeah. No. no. Oh, great. Oh, my God. Twisted into form. Twisted into form and Chalice of Evil. It's called Forbidden Evil. Yeah. Forbidden Evil. It's called Chalice of Blood. I don't know no, why. No, that's just the first I'm track. Just high as shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but really yeah. into Priest. Yeah. So. Awesome. Like Death Angel, but 10 times better. Okay. Priest? Stained class. Oh, I was totally into that. Well, uh, that that's, that's, that's what I liked about that's what I liked about Forbidden because they were thrash, but they also his oh, vocals yeah. were very operatic, and he was singing. He wasn't like a, a grunter or anything. He, you know, he sang the songs, right? But so the you, riff's you actually, still fucking rap. Oh yeah, of course. And, that's and, what um, I love about it. 
Yeah, and you you probably like them, Lisa. I'll I'll send you yeah. a video. You'll on wow. YouTube or something. Cool. Um, all right, next album, Anthrax, Fistful of Metal. Fistful of Metal. Well, this is a great Metal Church album. And this is a great Metallica album. <laughs> it's not really an Anthrax album yet. To me, it's a great, it's like a Judas Priest on speed. I yeah. hear so much Exciter. Judas Priest in this record. But I, I love this record. It's a cleaner like it record. The, 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 compared to Bonded, I mean, you know, the guy still wasn't the best singer on the planet. It was Neil Turbin. Neil Turbin. Yeah. We used but, to call him Neil Turbin. <laughs> oh, by the way, Neil Turbin, you follow see? me on Twitter. Fuck you for firing Dan Wilker. Like, oh, dude, I, I'll, I'll bring that up in a minute. I have <laughs> okay. a story about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. stories, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I love Danny. Love Danny's my favorite member of Anthrax. That I like, rode with him ever. on his bus for like a couple days one time. I gave him a bunch of acid. He was out with nuclear assault. I don't really remember what happened, but we did a lot of LSD. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's great, man. I love Scott Ian, too. Well, Scott, man, he's the backbone of this. And it's oh, cool yeah. looking back at these old videos of him, you know, with his hair <laughs> and oh, no yeah. shirt. Right. He's got this little pips. He's not the great Baldino yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> that just that one and... little lone patch of hair. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just so typically like small Jewish kid, you know? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's great, man. So you know, I think this this album, you know, it they they hadn't quite become the Anthrax that we know. There's right. a couple of songs on there, like the song Anthrax to me sounds Panic. more like Anthrax yeah. does. Yeah. Panic, yeah. Panic's that my favorite song on the album. It's a oh yeah. Bass man. But then it goes and into that Maiden esque harmony in the in like two thirds of the way in. It's totally priest to me. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Maiden priest. That solo section. Similar. It's kind of megadethy in a way. Yeah, a little bit. There's a little, yeah, it kind is. Of that. Yeah, a little bit. And and it's like and death from above is like got oh, that yeah. dissident jet fighter. Yeah, jet fighter. Oh yeah, death from above. You can sing along. There's a lot of great yeah. sing-along shit in there. Well, overall, yeah. um, I think Fistful has the more memorable songs, partially because of the way it's written. But, uh, yeah, th- this is almost... I mean, I get what makes it a thrash album and what makes it so influential, but this is more speed metal to me right. than anything, so like Lisa it, was saying. They were actually... They they used to call it speed metal, and it's like... Mm-hmm. And then I was like, now there's like, there's no such thing as speed metal. I'm like, what do you call it? That's yeah. what we fucking called it, man. But, but like, actually, I think it's more a style, like, crossover is than an actual subgenre. Yeah, but, like, the That's first Abattoir that. album, Vicious Attack. Like, oh, yeah. I've always heard of that as speed metal. Now they're calling it thrash. Whatever. Oh, yeah. And but Exciter you know and Metal Church I, and all that. I found out why they call it thrash metal. And it was because of the song Metal Thrashing Mad. And there was a writer that worked for Kerrang! magazine. And he's the one. He was doing a review. He was talking about the song Metal Thrashing Mad. And he called it thrash metal, and it stuck. Now I'm nice. like, okay, yeah, 
So I was like, that makes that makes sense. So in a way, they kind of like named Anthrax, kind of named Thrash Metal, even though they were like the outliers, you know, way out in the East Coast. Mm. But uh, yeah, so yeah. yeah. But you know, it's funny people people make uh, the the coast comparison a lot, but really, you know, Exodus they're pretty (laughs) Bay Area. If you really listen to Bonded by Blood and really think about it, pretty similar to Feel the Fire by Overkill. You know, I mean, yeah. I get, I get Not it was two, time. I get it was two different scenes, but it, I, I never under, cause when I started getting this stuff, I just, I loved everything. I didn't gets, make a fucking dividing line. That's stupid to me. It's it gets different. more different around the 80, 86 is the real turnaround in thrash where it explodes into different things. Yeah. I know this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's where the difference in the scenes really kicked in. Because then I'm, you started adding in, like, Nuclear Assault and, like, S.O.D., and New York got much more of a punk street feel as a result. Well, and, you know who was part of those bands, though, is Dan Lil- Lilker. Right. Because yep. so, he's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yep. I'm looking on the back of the so, Metal album, and I'm seeing, like, who wrote the songs and stuff, and Dan Lilker... Uh, and then there's Rosenfeld. Who the hell's Rosenfeld? I think Scott that's Ian's Ian. real name is yeah. Scott oh, Rosenfeld. Okay. Scott yeah, Ian Rosenfeld. It's yeah. a nice Jewish boy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He's celebrating Passover. <laughs> and now Don't everyone forget to put the lamb's blood on the door. And now everyone <laughs> in his neighborhood calls him the Great Baldino. <laughs> really? Yep. I love it. That's awesome. Um, what do you got there, Wayne? Seeing him with hair. I'm just waiting. Just weird. Get in there, Wayne. Waiting to find my spot. You know. I know. talking over. Uh, but yeah, I, when I I became an Anthrax fan not until way later on when John Bush joined the band. Okay. So I had to work my way all the way back. So I had to go back to Persistence of Time, which was probably my favorite Anthrax album. And then I heard Howling Furies on a college radio station. And I'm like, that's a pretty cool Another song. Another great song. Oh yeah. And I I was like, who the hell is that? Because I want to know. I want to know what album that's off of. You know, I really want to get that cr- song. With across the river, leading into it. Yeah, and it's awesome. So then, when the guy came on and said who it was, I'm like, there's no way that's Anthrax. I mean, who the hell's that vocalist? I never heard this before. You know. Right. So then I finally did get to find the album, and you know, I find out it's a whole new Anthrax album I've no- never heard of, never even knew it existed before. Right. So of it was, all the classic Anthrax albums, this is probably the least listened to. Yeah, of course. Of course it is. But it's actually grown on me over the years because when I first heard it, I'm like, this kind of sucks because there's really the, the vocalist is terrible. I mean, I got used to it over uh, the years too. But when I first heard it coming from Joey Belldon and even John Bush, it's just, he's he's bad. All right. I, I here's my take on it is the guy was like almost there, man. He was almost, almost there. Right. And the the problem was Later on, I saw an interview with the guy, and he was saying, well, you know, they were working on this album for a month, and then they only gave me three days to sing all the vocals on the record, so I didn't have enough time. And I'm kind of like, well, I probably fucking sang all of the songs on my record in three days. You know what? You sing all those songs in one set. No, he's a conceited douchebag. So what's, what's the problem? I think he was just young. He was inexperienced. He wasn't as good a singer then as he is now. He didn't have good vocal technique. He's trying to do all his Judas Priest shit, and he was not hitting it. And back right. then, man, they you had to you they were cutting tape. Yeah. They were cutting tape. There was no fucking Pro Tools. 
they weren't going to cut and paste your better take. You yeah. got to get in there and kick ass. And he just wasn't capable at that time. And I, I wish he would just say, I was younger. I wasn't as good at it. And that's why it is what it is. Yeah. But I it'll sometimes, man, some of them screams, some, though. Yeah, no, yeah, it's good. Oh, yeah. And it oh, even, my God, he can bad. hold them forever. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. And so it's he funny was like, oh, it's me. Yeah. It's funny because I, I was listening to us again earlier. And I'm like, this, he sounds almost uh, a little bit like Eric Adams from uh, Man of War. Just right. a little Very bit. Much so. yeah, I think and, in some in some in some instances, it's like it's fucking it's fucking uncanny sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, it kind of reminds but, me of um, Defenders of the Faith. Yeah, a little bit. But mm-hmm. I, I was just, I was just a little upset because the music was awesome. You know, the music was there, yeah. but the, the vocals just kind of killed it for me. But oh, like I said, over the years, these songs became classics to me. You know. And even hearing them re-record a lot of these songs, even with Joey and John Bush, they're even better now, I think. But oh, yeah. It's, it's still a classic album, regardless of the ugly album cover. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's very stupid. Uh, there's, there's, you know, so many great awesome songs. The, the, the beginning of Death Rider with that, like, fast-forward thing, and then it kicks right into the song. Yeah. yeah. Death Rider is cool, but the fact that it's like a rip-off of Hit the Lights kind of... Kills care. a little it, bit of it for me. It's better than Hit the Light. I don't really see it as a ripoff. I mean, they all were written and came out around the same time. You know, it's the it's, same. It's got us, and they, they the were end. friends anyway, so it's like you know, of course, they had to influence each other. Yeah. The, the other, the other thing about this album too is the uh, Alice Cooper cover. I'm 18. I it's hate good, cover. but I hate that it's in the middle of the album. So yeah, it covers it, to the end it, of the it, album. It should be a B side. It's it's in right. a bad spot. But anyway, I'm going to take that opportunity to lead into the Dan Loker story before I fucking forget it, because it actually goes along with part of what Lisa was saying. Um, you know, th- this big reason that Neil always gives and gave to Scott Ian that he fired Dan Loker for was. Because it took him 20 takes to record the bass line for uh, I'm 18, which sounds really bad if you don't know the story behind it. And a big part of it is they were all about 19, 20, 21 years old, had never been in a studio before. They had Carl Kennedy from the Rods helping them as the producer, but they didn't really know what they wanted to sound like. And Neil was constantly changing shit to fit his vocals. So Danny said, I had to do 20 takes because he kept changing things. So no, I couldn't get it right because he kept changing his mind as to what he wanted it to sound like Mm -hmm. to make it fit uh, anthrax. But according to Scott and Danny, the real reason Neil wanted to get rid of him is because Danny was taller than him and he felt it showed him up. Yeah, that sounds like nobody a very turban reason. Nobody should be taller than the front man, is Runs exactly what he said to Scott Ian. For fuck's sake. <laughs> God, he's and, such a conceited um, douchebag. Well, yeah. I also heard that Eddie Trunk had something to do with, uh, with the lead singer, with Neil Turbin being let go. That Eddie Trunk was complaining and, like, giving shit reviews because of the vocals that I love the band. I love everything about the band. I just don't like your vocalist. So I don't know. I always like the vocals, I heard there was some to be honest. Pre- pressure, pressure, you know, well, at least Eddie Trunk did something good for a change. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was necessarily in his reviews just because I'm not a big Eddie Trunk fan, but I do remember, uh, that he was influential on Johnny Z of 
them getting rid of uh, Neil. Yeah. Dude, I saw, uh, I was reading the back of my CD cover. I have the 1994 edition. But, um, fucking. Eddie Trunk helped fucking get the CD made for this. Oh yeah, he Never helped them. He helped them get on Megaforce. Yeah, what? I mean, I I think they formed in like seventy nine or eighty. They had been around for a few years. Um, yeah, he was good friends with I know Scott at least. Okay. No idea. Yeah. Oh, can That's we talk about how good cool. the drumming oh, is on this? Oh, another oh, big God. problem Stick. that. Neil Turbin had with uh, Danny Loker is during this era of Anthrax, he got everybody to wear leather like Judas Priest type clothes oh, except God. for Danny. Danny was like, "Fuck you, that's stupid." I'm wearing a t-shirt and jeans. And Danny was right. <laughs> he was right, especially yep. you come to, you come to the Bay Area. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know they you know it's just wear a t-shirt, man. <laughs> what were you saying about the drums, Nate? The drumming is awesome on this album. Yeah. It's probably the second best drumming of the Big Four debut. Yeah. Because Charlie is using way more double kick and complicated technique oh, yeah. than Dave Lombardo is. Dave's He's playing one... faster sometimes, but mm. Andy tracked the cymbals separately. Yeah. So there's that. But And it was Charlie's loud. Just, oh, wow. In a mix. The drums were right. loud in the oh, mix. Oh, yeah. Right. Great bass playing too. Oh, oh yeah. sounds great. Frank Bellow's great. great, but Danny Loker is always the best bass player of Anthrax. It's very Frank, uh, Frank uh Maiden, very Steve Harris. Yeah. Oh, right. big time. Oh yeah. yeah. Charlie's one of my huge influences, so hearing him play drums on any album is, you know, fine. Oh, yeah, he's kick ass. But this um, was I think my first full Anthrax album too. Because really? <coughs> I cassette at the time, actually, yeah, I got Armed and Dangerous, and then I loved that, so I ran back and got this. Yeah. Wow. And was a little upset yes, Joey awesome. wasn't on it at first, but mm. I got over it. And then Among the Living, and I went on. I love there. Among the Living. It's great, Reagan. Um, I like Among the Living a lot, but I like it's spreading the disease and uh, state of euphoria more. Mm-hmm. Me too. Uh, spreading the it, disease is better spread, like as a better song arrangement. But I just like Among the Living songs. I like the better songs of Among the Living more. Somebody else agreed with you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like even even though you don't yeah. like the I, I'm 18, that that kind of led me to go listen more to Alice Cooper. I like it. Anthrax it's just in the wrong you know, place on the song. album. It is. Right? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I it's it not a bad cover. It's actually an all right yeah. cover. Yeah. yeah, it's not too bad. It's just I, I don't like where it is. I'm sorry. Lisa. Well, the band <laughs> was pissed. I I was reading that the band was not happy about it, and basically it was a decision that was made kind of at the behest. Of uh, the record company, um, what was the name? It was because there is like Combat, but also Megaforce. Megaforce. Oh, that was Megaforce. That's right. They were Megaforce, and they wanted to have a cover because you know tr- attract attention to this new right. band and this new opera. But it, right. it, there was a couple of band members. I think there was somebody didn't even play on it. I think maybe Dan Spitz didn't even play on it because he was like, "This sucks. I don't want to do it." If you guys want to do it, fine. 
but count me out. They thought it, he thought it was cheesy, you right. know, and it doesn't sound right. It's like it seems no, like it's... they should have picked something else. Right. It's like, I mean, it's anthemic in a way, but it just seemed out of place. Out of place, yeah. It just didn't fit the rest of the song. I could live with it if it was at the end of the album. All right. That's where you put the cover songs. Exodus. But Howling Furies is like the best ending for this album, you know? Just a, it's a really cool song. It's not thrashy. It's oh, just yeah. a kind of you know rock <clears throat> song or metal song, but it's still cool. Um, Panic is the best Epic song stuff. on this album. I love that song. I like Subjugator. Subjugator is great too. I love Subjugator. Panic is. I love that opening. Yeah. So yeah. Drums. Yes. The whole song. The whole album is pretty good. All right. Oh, yeah. So let's recap. Uh, from a scale from one to ten, Lisa, what are you going to give Exodus uh, Bonded by Blood? I didn't know this was going to be a scale. <laughs> it wasn't going to be a test, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I can score something like that. I would say, you know, if, if Paul could, like, sing a note, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I would have given this album a fucking ten, yeah. you know. So I'll give it a nine. Oh, wow. I'll give it a nine point five. I just think you love it see, that there's, much, there's, huh? there's something about this album that just makes it's it's the itch. It's, it's the, itch. the it's between it's the, the guitar playing itch. and Tom and Tom hunting or Todd hunting. Yeah, there's yeah. And the thing, the thing is, there's something about the energy. It's the mojo. This album right. has a mojo and to it. The beat is it's, so tight. And the beat is so tight, and there's just things. It's like because I would get, I would be on the edge of the pit, you know. Because I that's what I did with my weekends as a youth. I just fucking lived in mosh pits, and I would just, I gotta go. Ah, you know that. <laughs> I'm in. You know, right. I'm it's like, that hey, true feeling of speed, up. even with a mid-paced song. Yes, yes. So there was just something you can't, it, and it's it's bigger than the sum of its parts. They so do that again hard. in Verbal Razors is a good example. Yeah. Like I it's a it's a slow those, beat, but yeah. it's it's played with such a great groove that it just zigzags yeah. everywhere. Yeah. So that, Greg, that's that's yeah. that's why I'm I'm so crazy about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's high up there. Greg. Um, like it a lot. Definitely a classic and a must own, but uh seven and a half. Can't give it any more than that. Nate. Ten. This you gotta own this album. You it's a must. This album, own. You, you gotta own this. This is essentially what you it's a must own. It's essential. But the thing, what's great. The, the thing that drives me nuts about a lot of these rating systems is just because something is really good and something is essential does not mean it's a ten out of ten perfect yeah, record all the time. I think that's it what is a ten everybody out of 10 perfect record. It's that's a record fine. you can listen to endlessly. It's a yeah. record I can listen to endlessly. I listened yeah. to it when I was making breakfast this morning, and I'm right. around. I'm like, I'm like stirring up the eggs. Like, ah. I listened yeah. to the original and the re-record today, just because they're <laughs> that little bit different enough where I can listen to it again. Because yeah. that's how good the fucking rhythm work is. Mm-hmm. I give it a five. Sorry. 
Ow! Wow! Oh, Damn. No. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. A the five. good shit is too good to give it a five. There's not, en- there's not enough variety on there for me. If it was a little bit more variety, and, and Why I could are you differentiate for variety, because because their older albums do have variety, like Toxic Waltz and all that shit. That that's there is variety in those albums. It's fast, loud, bang music. No, I, I understand. <laughs> and then and it's then like Paul go Bay, out and kill shit. And then Paul's Paul's uh, vocals just you know they don't do it for me. So, yeah, yeah, if he sang better, it'd be an eight. If he sang better, or if Zetro sang it instead, then oh, yeah, yeah. It would, I would have. If Zetro it sang up. it, it'd be like an eleven out of ten. Like fuck yeah. Yeah, but not not <laughs> okay, a bad Nigel. album at all. <laughs> not a bad album at all. I mean, the fact you that know, you like can it. collaborate different videos online uh-huh. to make it so Zetro sings the album, then boom. <laughs> you don't have to try very hard to make it with Zetro singing it. Or if you like Rob Dukes better, that's who's on the re-record. Yeah. He's all right. I, I still would rather. He's okay. He's like if Paul Bailoff kind of knew what he right. was doing. Yeah. Um, oh, and I also forgot to ask you, Lisa, since you, you said you left uh, Exodus after that first album, why did you leave Anthrax? Because they, with Joey Belladonna, I, he was more of a vocal, you know, that you would be into, I would think. Yeah, I did and I didn't. Belladonna, I like Belladonna, but Belladonna wasn't, I mean, I like that operatic shit. Yeah. I just like that operatic stuff. I like more gothic kind of stuff i love the band i you know i my friends had the records and we'd listen to the records together and stuff you know and then when they came on tour i was <coughs> when they came to town i was there but i wasn't like i'm gonna sit at home and listen to this at that point because like okay. i said i was more into i'd rather be listening to dio you know that was more my thing then so okay I get what that. The, what about the John Bush era? You know, maybe I just missed it. I, I don't know. I was that that you, did, you didn't miss much. You really didn't. I was working, and as a bass player, I also kind of went into this phase where I was listening to uh, like a lot of Red Hot Chili Peppers and Level 42 and Mark King, and I was getting into, you know, slapping and popping, and, you know, yeah. I went through these phases... And of course, I was in Seattle in the '90s, so we were listening to, you know, Soundgarden and oh, all yeah. that too. So you know, it was like. And then I got into the blues, started working in blues in the you know late '90s, and so I just went on these. Like I said, I'm the unfrozen cave woman. So there's this whole period of time, like in the 1990s, where I was focusing on other shit, you know. So right. that's like I, I had this like metal reawakening. So there's all this like that Pantera era, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of like where they were kind of holding the ground while everybody else was going, oh, Nirvana's killing us, man. So, you know, I just I just I was doing other shit. Yeah. It is kind of yeah. amazing how Pantera almost single handedly for about five years held metal at a number one. And I fucking love Pantera. Sound of white yeah. noise, though you have to give that a shot. It's it's one mediocre. of my favorite tracks. John it's one of my is better than Armored Saint. He is, but oh, Armored Saint that was a cool band. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, that but was my introduction cool to Anthrax. So Anthrax, and then they become an alt rock band. It was yeah. yes, the, the first time was great though. But anyway, Maybe this ain't about that album. Transition. Yes. All right. Uh, what are we giving Anthrax? Fistful of Metal. I'll give it an eight. I wasn't talking to you. 
<laughs> you said we. You said you know, we. You give it an eight, okay? I will give it an eight as well. And the only the issues that I had with some of these al- some of the songs on the album, they sounded unfinished to me. Really? There are some songs that don't have a chorus. Yeah. They literally don't fucking have a chorus, and so they're cool. But as far as when it comes to like the vocal area and the sing along and all that stuff, and even Uh, what is there like across the river, that instrumental uh that's in there? Right. It's like, it sounds like they were trying to write a song and then they went, uh, I don't know. It was recorded. Soldiers of Metal is a really good example of that. The the chorus line is is weird. It sounds like they pieced it together. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too, though. But it's a great, it's a great fucking album. I mean, I mean, it's riffs, it's riffs, it's riffs, riffs, it's thrash, yeah, and it's it's still got one foot in 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 Iron Maiden, and Angel Witch, and Diamond Head. It's still got one foot in that territory, (laughs) but it's starting to turn into what later would become known as you know extreme metal. So, uh, yeah. I'll, I will. I will give it a, a maybe an eight point five. I just think oh. it's just important historically. It's it's right. a moment time. Wow. You, gave, you gave him one more than and I it, did. I gave it a seven. And people say Dave Mustaine wrote all the songs on Kill 'Em All. Danny Lilker wrote all the fucking songs right. on this album. On, on this one, yeah. Really? Like, yeah, he he's like on eight bring, of the ten. Yeah. He's on. He's like writing credits for like on eight of the ten songs. Uh, he helped Scott Ian write the music to eight out of ten of them, and, uh, and one of those what is Alice ne- Cooper. That yeah. is, <laughs> despite what uh, Neil Turbin says, though, the only thing he ever wrote on this album was lyrics. Right. Well, he wrote the lyrics and he wrote yeah. the melodies to the lyrics. That literally is fifty percent. But the thing is, is he he's kind of bitter because. I mean, some bands, they will say, we write as a team. Everybody gets 20% of the writing credit. And that was the deal that he signed up for. And now he's regretting it because technically, if you write the lyrics and the vocal melody, even if you just write the lyrics, you, you, are, you get 10 or 50% of the publishing of that song. So yeah. he, but that's not the deal that, that he signed up for. So he can't complain about that. Well, the that's thing is, you should have thought about music, that thing. It's like yeah. the lyrics and the vocal melodies aren't as important in this kind of music I anyway. Think, I think huh. they are. Sometimes that's what you remember, you know. Yep. I mean, right. sometimes it is. The floor. I can hear the engine roar. Oh, yeah. Got thunder yeah, in my head. That's what you remember, oh, yeah. man. See, that, there's that's even what the lyrics that I remember that aren't even like singing, singing. Yeah. Like, I remember, I remember Phobophobia by Violence all the time because it's just a... Yeah. It's Boy, the vocal. It's the vocal. Uh, the vocal pattern equivalent to falling down three flights of stairs. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I mean, Tell pretty much mean, all my favorite thrash records are because of the the weird or outside the box shit they're doing on them. Like, I think right. Voivod's Killing Technology is the greatest thrash metal album ever released, and behind mm-hmm. that, probably Peace Cells. But who's buying? But I mean. They're really off the wall in comparison to the beginnings of it. And see, I don't like Peace Cells as much, nearly as much as I like Killing Is My Business. I love them both. 
but yeah. I, I like Incels, and maybe if I had a better mixed version of the CD than the modern remaster, I'd probably like it more. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have I have the Japanese first press of the CD. It uses the original mix. I also have the original Megaforce mix that Paul Dini did, and cool. it sounds almost completely different from okay. the official version. Bring that next time we go pick up. Sure. It, it's, cool to, it's, cool to, it's cool to hear, but I would... Don't oh. spend money on it to seek it no. out without hearing it, <laughs> is what I will say there. <laughs> No, 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 no. Mine's more like interesting shit. than yeah. What do you give an Anthrax, uh, Greg? You know, the only one didn't give you. Uh, eight. Wow, that's really a close one. Yeah. How about eight? Yeah, honestly, I they would be completely even. Um, Anthrax just gets that little half point edge, just because Neil's a better defined singer than uh, Paul. Yeah, but I don't think really singing would work in something like Exodus. Like, Zetro doesn't even sing. No. No, but... You know, for example, with Coroner, you know, they're one of my favorite bands ever. I don't... I mean, their lyrics are great, and Ron's vocals are great, but that's not my primary concern with them. But even uh, their rhythm lines and shit are really interesting during the different parts of the song and Exodus kind of loses that at some points on well <laughs> throughout their career the but thing the about Paul Bailoff though and there's something about it and in blues there's a lot of that too there's a lot of farmers that maybe they're not really singing on key and maybe you know their rhythm right. is a little off but there's just something that you just it's the truth Great. and there's something yeah, about Paul Bailoff that just his vocals were so honest yeah. and he right. did not give a fuck and he did oh, not yeah. sound like he was trying. He wasn't trying too hard. I think that's one thing I did. <coughs> I think that uh, for fistful, I think the vocals were like almost there, but it almost sounded like he was trying a little too hard. And yeah. it's just like, just sing the song, man. You know, right. I said, he's so, trying too hard to so be spectacular. That, yes. Yes. And and just hitting them, just missing the mark. Just right. going flat on some of the screens and stuff. But it's like with, with that bonded by blood, man, you, you just feel like they they they're in a moment. They're just right. in a moment. And there's it's just full of fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's chock full of fuck yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, suppose... my, I have a potty mouth. I'm sorry. It's, right. I'm, I'm, it's okay. Not we do that on this show. Right. It's not a show for children, so it's okay. <laughs> but uh, the winner is Exodus, right? Everybody. Exodus. Woo! Yeah, yeah it seems that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but go check both of the albums out, everybody. Uh, they're both excellent albums, so it's you know worth checking out. Uh, I guess that's it for tonight. And Lisa, one more time. White Crone, where can people yeah. buy it? Uh, Bandcamp. Whitecrone.bandcamp.com. Also, musicmillennium.com. Also, iTunes, Spotify. Please add me on Spotify. Because those algorithms matter. And every time I get .0018 cents, I'm just that much closer to buying a new car. 
Watch out, Metallica. <laughs> this is sad. Uh, and if you also buy the album on Bandcamp, Lisa will sign the album for you just like she did for mine if you can see it on there. She signed the CD. I will. It's very I cool. Will. And you also have T-shirts and patches as well. I do. Although I can't reorder T-shirts right now. Oh, yeah. Because of the COVIDs. Mm. The Rona. That sucks. The Rona. That's what everybody's That's calling what it. I, I, don't I, call I, I like how there's a bro nickname for it already. <laughs> the Rona. Like, dude, yep. What? What? It, it oh, rolls shit. off the top. Wait, were you were you at that maniacal four show where I was all hammered and I punched that kid in the mouth? You got to see maniacal force. That's fucking awesome. Oh, I've seen them three or four times. I got hammered with them dudes on a couple occasions. They're pretty cool. But uh, uh. God, what did this kid say that pissed me off? Oh, he called James Hetfield Papa Hat. And I just went, oh, Wham! God. <laughs> oh, I love Papa Hat. No, don't say he, that. No. You're fired. Grandpa, That's it. He's in his 50s now. Whoa, Greg fired you. Holy shit. Bro, he's in his 50s now. He's old enough to be a dad. He could be yeah, a dad. I, you're he's forgetting. Dad. I grew up with, like, old James Hetfield. Yeah, that's true. That's fine, so but we don't quit. talk like fraternity douchebags here, so no Papa Hat. <laughs> I don't know. James is kind of a fraternity douchebag for quite a bit. Listen, save it for the wasps. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> wasp. <laughs> God damn yuppies. <laughs> Anyway, please go to ratsoundreview.com. Check out all of our shows. We have a plethora of shows to check out. Uh, Old Man Metal, The Right Opinion Podcast. Uh, Greg, help me out. Vieira Vault. Vieira Vault. Uh, Suck My Balls, a South Park right. podcast. Suck My Balls. You're going to be on that show. When, when are you going on there? Uh, we're going to record it this weekend. It uh, should be next Wednesday's show. All right, cool. So give that, give that Subscribe. A where we talk about the case of the chicken fucker. And now, live with the report on the chicken fucker, we go to a midget in a bikini. Top oh my government God. workers here are assuring everyone nothing out of the ordinary has happened. They claim that the only reason huge tents have gone up to cover this area is to mask the construction of a new Taco Bell. Uh, yeah, so please go check out all of our... Oh, Lou Mavs is on our network as well. He was on our show. Well, he's going to be on our show. It's going to be next, uh, following this episode. Uh, but yeah, go check out all of our stuff, and we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Next ABM.